What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the RSM 2023 DFS and betting preview. DB coming at you live from Sea Island, Georgia, the Golden Isles, baby. The mm. last full field event of the PGA, the last, I guess, last event of the PGA Tour season, technically. Is that, yeah. I don't think the hero counts on the PGA Tour. Uh, Pat, uh, you're going to join me here in uh, in lovely Sea Island tomorrow. Going to have some, spend some time doing the media thing at the yeah. RSM, seeing some friends like we always do. 2023 coming to a close, bud. Man, I mean, it's hard to believe, but here we are. Um, you know, great week for it. Great courses. You know, mm-hmm. it's so funny how at the beginning of the year, we, we you know, kind of lament the fact of these tournaments that have these multiple courses. And then we go for this long stretch. Mm-hmm. And then here we have two courses again for the RSF Classic. But it's going to be fun. I look forward to beating you down there, seeing some friends, hanging out. And yeah. Um, Maybe let's hey let's let's finish strong. Let's pick a winner this week. How about that? Oh. Well, speaking of picking winners, we did not pick Camillo. I think we talked about him on the show. Obviously, played really well the week before in uh, in Los Cabos, and then what a what a what a finish for him. I mean, we're gonna go down the board, of course, in just a second. But starting at the top with Camillo, you know, these last two weeks with EVR with Camillo, there's like this. There's like this story behind the behind the wind. You've got a couple of journeymen. Obviously, Camillo more of a journeyman than EVR, but guys who've been on it for a minute. Uh, EVR's won before too, right? Uh, just a couple years ago. But it's been some really cool stories the last couple of Sundays. And even though the tournament loses a little bit of um, star power, I guess the fields, whatever. It, it was it was great to see Camillo. It's hard not to like that guy, Pat. I remember Camillo quite vividly when he came out on tour because. You know me. I mean, you know, I'm much more stylish than you, and uh, like sure. like the uh, you know like the fashion stuff. You know, like the fashion stuff a little bit. And and I remember yeah. Camilla kind of being a trailblazer. Like he was the Jay Lindenberg guy before Victor Hovland, before really any Jay Lindenberg guys. He he was doing the thing, but it was like he didn't just have that. He was like chiseled out of stone, like a Greek god. I mean, he's still really cut up now. But remember when he first came on, like. Oh yeah, you, Camillo comes walking around your your town, and the tour shows up. Hide your hide your wife's, hide your girlfriend's. The boy was, you know, he was cut up. He had the biceps bulging. He was fashionable with the Jay Lindenberg stuff. He was the first to rock like the white pants, white belt when that was cool. I think he even did the conductor, the train conductor hat before Ryan Moore and um, yeah. Ricky Barnes made it popular. Yes, no, he, he did. did. He did the uh, spider thing, the the weird stance when you're when you're lining up the putt. Yeah, so that was one of them that he did. Um, of course, as Bulldog fans, you know, I always knew he was a Gator, but he he is. You know, I was talking about this earlier with somebody. He's actually a, a Gator that I don't mind at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I kind of like him. So, God, Pat, you were just teeing me up right here. You teed me up with the winners, and you're teeing me up with the Gators because a Gator that I'm quite fond of right now as we go down oh, the board yeah. on Leader, presented by our friends to you at Leaderboard. Uh, listen, it's it's the go-to app on course if you're playing golf yourself. Now with the pro version, it's even better. It's unbelievable. You can auto-press track for Nassau and match play games. You've got the Apple Watch app with GPS, scoring, and stat tracking. Post-round recaps to see how you performed against your averages. Enhanced user profiles and new views on how your stats on your own game are trending. Penalty tracking and a whole lot more all right there on Leaderboard. Click the link in the description. You can download it for free and use the free version, which is still really, really sick. Or you can download it, check it out, and upgrade to the Pro, which is as cheap as it's going to get right now. I think it's going up in uh, in 2024. So get in on that. It's uh, it's a great yearly cost, our friends at Leaderboard. But down the board 
presented to you by Leaderboard. And the Gator that I'm, of course, referring to, my man, Fred Biondi, Florida Gator. I talked him up last week at the end of the show and said a 20 to 1 top 20. I mean, he qualified for big, DB's Big Balls betting card. I should have put him on there, but obviously I only always do outrights. But 20 to 1, he qualified. I hit it. We talked about it. A bunch of people in the Nut Hut were all over it. We got, I got some attaboys last, uh, yesterday, which felt nice to, to kind of end the season on, right? Um, but Fred Biondi did the dang thing. Finished, uh, shot 16 under, finished T13, and you had 19 players um, finish T13 or better. So he just squeaked in. Had he finished, T, had he finished one shot worse, he still would have made the top 20, but it would have got cut uh, a bunch of ways because of uh, how, many, how many players were in there. But Congrats if you hit if you hit Fred Biondi, Florida Gator boy. I said he was the best player in, in college golf. Like, and we've seen these guys, these young college kids, come out and pop from time to time. And uh, Fred's Fred's legit. He's playing this week too in Sea Island, so he's not twenty to one. I think he's ten to one now. But um, pat on the back for for me with Fred Biondi. I did hit that last last week. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, you know, I, I kind of doubted you a little bit. I think. Well, I mean, it's or twenty maybe to one. I, didn't. I don't know. It was I twenty to one. You you could have. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, um, my day on the board is Alex Noren. And mm. this is another example of, I just need to go with my gut sometimes. He was kind of the, you know, I feel it in my plums mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And I didn't play him. Didn't do anything. Didn't play him in DFS. Didn't put him on the betting card. Now, he didn't win, obviously. But mm-hmm. he, he would have given me a good sweat. And yeah. I didn't do it. And it's just how Alex Noren is. That's just Noren. You, you just, if you feel like it, play him. If you don't, you, you you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> he looked good. He looked good. We're going to talk I about Alex. Again this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about Alex Noren. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm really glad he didn't win. I, I, he seems like a good dude, too. And he's, he's the one that we've been waiting on to win on the PJ Tour for a long time. But I, I'm glad it was, I'm glad it was Vegas over him because I didn't have any Noren. And like having, having struggled with Noren for basically the whole time he's been on tour and we've been doing the show. I, I, I kind of feel like he owes it to me. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like Noren owes us, one of us, a hit. Oh, yeah, he when, does. when he does he do does. it. I, I yeah. feel like we deserve it. Um, I was happy for Vajegas, too. I mean, just, the, you know, everybody, you know, you know the story, all that. You know, it's just a... Yeah. It's, and we talked about it last week, how this, this fall season is so important for a lot of these guys that are trying to get into the 125, and he was, you know, way outside of it. You know, still outside of it last week or after his, his performance last week, and then he goes out and wins, yeah. and he's got what two years of Masters invite, all that kind of stuff. So just a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stories going into this week too. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it, it, it's I don't I don't know what the fall looks like next year in 2024 with the new season structure and all that, but you know, it, like I said, these last two weeks especially have been pretty cool. And you know, we wanted long shot season, right? And when the fall, when the fall season started, we didn't really get it. You hit Sahit at sixteen to one. You hit Tom Kim at twelve to one. We missed out on List. Uh, what was he? What was List that week? He won. Was he like? He was kind of a long shot, I guess. I think he was around fifty to one, somewhere around there, mid range. Yeah, it just kind of felt like we weren't going to get those long shots, those stories. And then I hit EVR at ninety. And then we give, you know, Vegas last week at a big number. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to see long shot season coming, hitting a little bit, at least in the fall. Um, but, and obviously even nicer to see uh, that, that dude win. He seems like a good dude. But it is kind of strange, right? Like, it's, it's like, damn, I, Camilo Vegas, really? Like, for the next two years? Just yeah. everywhere on tour? I, just, I thought he was heading to the announcer booth. I thought yeah. he was doing a good job doing that. 
Yeah, he was. Um, a little DFS postmortem on the Bermuda real quick before we wrap it up. The perfect lineup that you could have constructed. We always like to talk about the perfect lineup because it's, it's always like, t- most of the time, it's like a lineup where you, you look at it and go, damn, I could have picked that lineup. <laughs> it's, it's not, it doesn't seem that difficult. And especially ones like this week where you find most of the salary cap being used. You know, some weeks where it's like, oh, you could have you left $4,000 on the table and had the perfect lineup. That one definitely feels like, oh, I don't know if I would have done that. But this one, you would have spent all but $200 of your total $50,000 salary cap on DraftKings. Uh, you would have had a total ownership average at around 60 to 62%. You would have used Camillo, Norin, Adam Scott, Matty Schmid, Carl Yuan, and Ryan Moore. You would have had a 10K guy, a 9K guy, and then four 7K players. Overall, I'd say uh, the chalk didn't necessarily bomb, but you probably were fine if, uh, if you ignored a lot of it. I think of the top 10 highest players owned, there were five players that averaged over 20% and only one finished in the top 20. Uh, so you probably would have been fine there. And, and the 6 and 7K ranges had a ton of value. So you, you could have really, you could have even had some of the, the, the decent chalk and um, had a lot of good players down there in the 7 and 6K range in terms of DFS. You know, in terms of outright betting, I didn't see too many people have Vajegas on the card. I think I saw two or three total on all of Twitter, golf Twitter, which is... Um, that's one of those weeks where, hey, you know, that, that's one you dream of hitting, where, like, not everybody had him, right? Um, I know that's, what, that's the goal you, you have all the time when you make your card, Pat. You just want to have some weirdo on there so that you can say you're the only guy. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the RSM. I mean, you talked about the two golf courses. We're not going to get into full courses, courses breakdown here. We're all quite familiar with the RSM. I did do a ton of research on the course on some historical DFS data on this golf tournament. I put it all in the Discord last night. It's in the research tab. We've also got a tremendous amount of really good caddy info from this course the last couple of years. We've been making it a point to come to the RSM every year because it's convenient for both of us. We can both drive here. We've got a great place to stay here. Shout out. Uh, oh, oh, I got to do this. Hold on. Shout out my boy, you know, our boy William Watley, Ace, uh, uh, yeah. ACE Landworks, our guy. Um, and, you know, shout out to my friend DL3 for putting us up, you know? Like, oh, DL3 came over. Oh, yeah, oh, DL3's nice. here. Hey, guys. What's uh, up? Hey, uh, listen, guys, I just want you to have the best time ever at my golf tournament. Uh, I'm the mayor. I'm in charge. Whatever you guys need, let us know. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, DL3, can you introduce me to Freddie Couples? Uh, no, I've heard you're kind of a weirdo and Freddie likes ladies. So I'm going to keep you away. You're, you actually have a restraining order while you're here. Restraining order. Mm-hmm. You have to stay okay. uh, 80 feet away from Freddie at all times. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, um, well, shoot your shot. They say, yeah, that's what, that's what they say. <laughs> so it's uh it's a great week for us. We got a lot of, you know, a lot of friends, a lot of players, a lot of caddies, coaches that we know here. It's always a fun week, and uh, we'll be walking the grounds, walking in the ropes with a few guys uh, Tuesday and Wednesday for practice rounds. We'll report all that we see about the golf course and, and conditions in the Discord, so you don't want to miss that. And it's going to be a great week, so I'm, I'm pumped about it, but we're going to save a lot of that course stuff for later. It does look like the weather could be interesting, so I told Pat today on the phone, we were talking about some early outright looks, and I was like, man, I don't – I mean <sighs> – I don't know that there's going to be a huge wave advantage, but it looks like with a lot of rain coming on Thursday and there is some wind projected here in the next couple of days. I don't know. I just might want to, might want to, might want to just hold on to your units uh, before we, uh, you know, until we can better understand the weather situation 
uh, on site. But on in the Discord, I did post a lot of really good caddy info from 2022 and 2021 that uh, still applies today. So you're going to want to check that out. Make sure you do that. And let's win. Let's win a bunch of cash this week. So, but full field, and it's a pretty good field, Pat. I mean, it's it's got yeah. some depth to it. You know, Ludwig's here, which is which is really cool. We're going to go through the field in the DraftKings ranges. Talk through our DraftKings DFS plays, but also some outright looks, and then we're going to hit top 20s at the end. So uh, let me talk about a little bit. I'm just, I'm just going to give a couple nuggets from some, uh, some DFS in the past here at the RSM, at least the last couple years. I will say the last couple years, the studs and duds lineup build um, in, uh, in DFS would, would have really worked out nicely for you. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of the 10 K studs playing well, nine K studs playing well, there were some, there were some bombs, there were some land landmines you had to avoid, but then a ton of value in the seven and six K range, both years it, last year, the eight K range was pretty much ignored. Uh, so you could have had some leverage there. In fact, a couple of eight K players did really nicely and they would have been in the perfect lineup. Um, so, you know, things to think about, it is a deep field and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's it's all about leverage and lineup construction. So as we talk about this, these ranges, keep that in mind. But there's a ton more information in the Discord if you want it. Chances are the winning score at this event is going to be a 19 under because it's been 19 under four out of the last five years. Um, and it, I mean, even Svensson last year, Pat, we were here. It was freaking freezing cold, miserable, windy, and that Joker still shot 19 under. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, it was it was pretty miserable. Uh, it would have been like no golf weather for me. No, yeah, it would have been it, stay home. It was home. underneath the Mendoza line of of when I want to play golf. Yeah, it would have been like a soup. You know, give me some soup, a blanket, which I never use, and yeah. stay home. Um, the only year it wasn't nineteen under was the year Gooch won, and he got to twenty two. But then the next closest scores to him were nineteen. So chances are, if your if your guy gets to nineteen under, he's probably making a playoff at minimum. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's hit some fairways. It's a lot of short mid irons, wedges, and, um, you know, make a bunch of putts on, on these Bermuda greens. So let's go down the DraftKings uh, the DraftKings prices. We'll work through some outright bets we like in this range and let's, uh, let's get moving. So nine K and above range, everything from Ludwig to Eric Cole, Pat. And I can't believe Eric Cole is nine K. Like, yes, th- that was the first thing I looked at the pricing. I was like, what, Where, where's Eric, Eric Cole? Is he, did he withdraw? And I'm like, what? He's down here. He is going to be uber chalk in DFS, I think. I, I totally agree. And, and he's coming off a break. He, he Look, took a break. What the heck? I mean, he never takes a break. And this is a break after work. This is his fall. Fourth, 35th, third, at the Shriners, yeah. T2 at the Zozo. I mean, Eric Cole is definitely going to be chalky, but I don't care. I, I was going like to say, anyway. like, is this... I mean, <sighs> There, there has to be a point, right? Like, there's a point where he's so chalky in DFS, he's so popular in DFS that you, it feels like a must fade. Like, you don't want to? Do you do you want to play a fifty percent? And I don't think he's going to get fifty percent, but like, there's got to be a cutoff, right? So, at what point do you go? Okay, I'm, I might pass on Eric Cole in the event. You know, he, I don't know. He, I mean, if he's high twenties in projections, I may, I may pass on him. But I, I mean, other than that, I don't think. I mean, I like him at thirty three to one. I think you can you bet that. I just across the board. I think Cole is is um, a definite play this week. Um, and he played here last year too, so it's not like he doesn't have experience on this golf course. Um, you know, I think the break could help. So yeah, and it's like forget. You know, if everybody might be like, oh, he finished 39th last year, big deal. But that was like before he became Eric Cole. 
you know, before yeah. he went in the phone booth and ripped it off and came out and he's like all of a sudden this amazing, amazing golfer. Um, I think the wind too is going to set up perfect for him. He hits that little low driving draw. You don't have to be perfect with the driver out here. There's some, some room to miss. You just can't miss big. That's, that tends to be an issue with him. You know, I think about Robert Streb one here. I think, did he win here twice? He kind of hits a low bullet draw, yeah. a lot like Eric Cole. Um, I just think, like, the, in DFS, the price is so cheap, and the form is just so undeniably good. And we've seen in the fall, like, there, a lot of times the expensive chalk, you just have to do it. And, and I think that's kind of the strategy overall in this 9K range and up. Anyway, like, I love almost everyone in this range. So for me, it yeah. might be, like, I'm going to play Eric Cole unless he gets to, like, 30%. And then from there on out, like, I might just pick a couple of the, the lower-owned guys here. But I think everybody here is going to get some love. I don't know if there's anybody up here that, that won't. Maybe Cam Young gets overlooked a little bit because he sucks, and he's right there next to Ludwig and Brian Harmon. So maybe people ignore him. Um, but when I was looking at this range, I was like, I don't, I don't know who else there is, but I just feel like all of them are not, not too bad of options. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pick in this range. Um, you know, one thing real quick on Cole is I kind of get like a, you know, when, when, when Gooch won, I feel like, now this is, I'm not, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I am tooting my own horn. I think I had him on the card. I think you did, yeah. But I think a lot of people had him on the card, and a lot of people felt good about Gooch going into that week. I kind of yeah. get that vibe with Cole. You know, I yeah. feel like it's just, you know, it's coming. So I do like that. But yeah, well, what a community look, win it would be, right? Like, yeah, we, we would. The, the, the golf gambling community and other tout friends of ours and other tout people that are not friends of ours, like everybody's been betting Eric Cole since the Honda. And yeah, you've just been waiting on it. And so to, to end the PGA Tour season, and he feels like another good guy, you know, like, yeah, just let's get three in a row for the good guys. Right, EVR commit these these grinders, these guys that like need the the big the big hit, the big break. Like it would just it feels so right, it really does. Yeah. So I, so I, don't I, be ashamed. Like I agree. Like yeah. the thirty to one, thirty three to one number. Now I, I said I kind of would reserve some some units until we have a better idea. I I think Cole could be kind of weatherproof, and I think the value is so good here. I, I think you go ahead and hit that one now. Well, here's the thing. So you look at all these guys up here, and you're just saying how there's a lot. It's hard to avoid a lot of these guys. But here's one that I want to talk about. Corey Connors. I don't know what to do with Corey Connors. We haven't seen him all fall, really. I mean, unless he's been playing in Europe somewhere, and I haven't, I haven't been paying attention to him. But he does have a good history here. Um, he's just one that when I'm looking down this top, the top of this board, that kind of glares out at me is like, I feel like it's a good course fit for him. You know, he's, he's got experience. I mean, he's played here three times in the last five, four or five years. And he's got top 25s every single year that he's played here. Um, but we just haven't seen him on the PGA tour recently. So he's one that I kind of was wanting to talk about just cause I, I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. He, he has not played. Um, he has not played overseas, so you're not missing anything there. Um, let me look at something. I was going to look at, like, has he played leading up to this event before? Has he had this kind of layoff before? So let's see, last year. Did he play this last year? No, he didn't. He didn't play last year, but then he played in um, 2022. Okay, so and, he played well, the... See, he played the Sanderson, played the Sanderson and the Shriners before the RSM in 20, you know, whatever, the last year he played it, whatever, 
and then he and then he had the fall masters before he finished before he finished 10th at the RSM in 2020 mm-hmm. um so i mean he's kind of he he kind of this would be maybe the longest layoff uh he played the he played almost everything in the fall that he finished 23rd so this would be one of the longer layoffs i mean i think with this top tier especially in draftkings i think with guys like Connors. I mean, you could say the same thing about Russell Henley and Brian Harmon. All three of those guys, yeah. v- very good course fits here. You know, good good records here. Obviously, Harmon's a Seattle Mafia guy. We're going to talk, you know, hear all about that. But we haven't seen any any of them play anywhere since the Tour Championship. So I think for me, it's just kind of a it depends on how I build lineups, and I'll just take the lower owned of those three if I want. Yeah. If I want to take one, I- I'll just grab the lower one. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting to is I just wonder where the ownership's going to be on a guy like Connors, you know, with not, you know, having not seen him in a, in a you know, a good minute. I feel like Henley and Harmon are still going to have some pretty good ownership. Yeah, I think they're all going to get a little bit of love. It doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like a Ludwig spot to me just with the, I mean, if you look at what he's done, it's not like his irons are amazing, right? They've not been amazing. and. He's, he's doing a lot of his damage with the driver and with long irons. Um, so I, I think I could, see, I could see a scenario where, in terms of DFS, I, I go, I kind of fade that, th- those, you know, Cameron and Ludwig up there. Um, we're going to get to see Ludwig up close tomorrow and, and Wednesday, which is going to be great. We've not done that yet. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but... This 9K range is so enticing in DFS. I just feel like we're just going to have to see how the ownership shakes out. In terms of other outrights, um, it's, it's hard not to look at JT Poston at 33-1, to 1, considering you know kind of a home game for him, or it is a home game for him. Third at the Shriners, despite not having played a whole lot uh, around there since there. I mean, this is just a spot he's comfortable in. Um, I'm, I'm interested in JT a little bit. And... I don't feel like the value is great for Justin Suh, but I do think it could be another good week for Suh. Remember, you've got the FedEx Cup bubble situation going on between getting into the top 51 through 60 in the FedEx bubble, and then you've got the top 125 trying to keep their card, the top 125 or 126 to 150 trying to get that conditional status. So there's a lot of bubble situations going on, and this is the last week for it. Justin Suh finds himself 71st in the FedEx Cup standings. He's going to need probably a top 5, top 10 at the – probably top five, honestly, um, to, to, to jump up into that top 60 to get into those signature events at the beginning of the year, and he's playing well. So I could see it. I don't, I don't know if I love the value on the outright just now, but maybe, maybe it actually lengthens a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, you know, up here, I definitely like Cole. I mean, we mentioned that. I think I could go Henley at 20 to 1. Um, he's at 20 really? to 1 on that MGM. Yeah, I, th- I think I can. Um, he's probably about the shortest odds guy that I would go to. Um, you know, I, I badly want to go back to Norrin, but I just don't think I can do I, it. So. See, I think we go back to Norrin. I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> because, I mean, again, like, he's playing really well. We, yeah. just, we just saw this with, with Camillo, right? We just saw Camillo finish. Why, why, is it, why, why do we want to do that? I mean, some of it may be because we just, we're not convinced that the guy's alpha enough to get, get it done or close the door. I don't think that's what Norrin, I don't think that's what happened to Norrin, right? I mean, he still shot three under on, on the final round, which isn't terrible. I mean, it's not amazing on that course. But yeah, it's not, I mean, Camillo, I mean, Camillo shot six out. under on, yeah, on he Sunday. Just won the tournament. He just so, went out and got it. So, like, you know, he's already got another third place. You know, Norrin's already got another third place finish. 
Um, Thirty just, to one is probably decent value for Norm. That's what I'm saying. Right. And again, you don't want to not be there. Like, no, I just want to be. I, if Norn's hot right now, I just want to go ahead and be there, and I don't want to get left out on Norn. Yeah, we so, might have the most similar card ever. We might. I've and, already locked in Cole and Norn on the card, and I, I also kind of like Norn as a as another one of those weatherproof guys. He just strikes me as a kind of a grinder. Just that little controlled ball flight he hits. I don't know. Like he he seems, you know, J- that's one thing about JT Poston, who's a friend of ours. But JT would tell you, he doesn't love the wind. Yeah, he he does not love playing golf in the wind. Now last year. It was windy. He finished 21st, which is a terrible, but, you know, we're talking outrights here. Anyway, I, I think Cole and Norin are the automatic outrights for me here, and, and I'm gonna, I might wait and see on Poston and Suh. Yeah. Let's not forget how good of a putter Norin is, too. On pretty much any yeah. surface, he's top 10 in this field and over the last 100 rounds on Bermuda. So Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the 8K range, a little bit of kind of this mid-range uh, outright spot. Before we do, don't forget to check out our friends at SoBet. We've got another awesome SoBet Saturday planned for you this week, this Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern in the Tour Junkies Discord. Uh, it's, and it's just the best place. If you're betting on college football, if you're betting on the NFL, there are winners being dished out every single day on SoBet. Uh, and, and on every other sport, too. I mean, every sport out there, you, every sport you could possibly gamble on, there's an expert handicapper there with SoBet, now up to 60-plus uh, handicappers that have been vetted by SoBet, and uh, they, they ask for full transparency. You have to say why you're betting on the player, how many units you're betting on the player, and then they want you to recap it. What Win, lose, or draw, you're recapping it on there. So instead of following a bunch of handicappers on Twitter, some other social platforms, SoBet, you know, consolidates all that for you, gets rid of all the noise, only shows you uh, handicappers in your feed that are good and that are proven and that are transparent. So tr- give it a try. Our promo code helps you, uh, helps you get that done. Click the link in the description of the show. Use the promo code there. And then uh, at checkout, you get it for a dollar for your very first month. And you can cancel at any time, although we don't think you'll want to. So check that out. Our friends at SoBet. All right, let's get to the 8K range, Pat. Some of the mid-range outright odds here. First of all, I got a shout out. The chat, thanks for being in here live. Slow play, I see you. Our boy Darren from the UK. Uh, Phil is in here. And I got to give, uh, give this guy, Bear. I mean, what a message, Bear. This is what we like. Guys, loving the show. Been an avid fan for years over here in London, England. And I'm spreading the tour junkies gospel around England. God, you love to see it. Yes. And a guy who's in this range, Billy Ho, for me this week. He says 40 to 1. A little bit of that local course knowledge. Um, Man, thanks, Bear. That's, that's fantastic. Well, Billy Ho is in this range. He, we did see him play over on the DP World Tour this year, and he's, or this fall, I guess you could say. Um, it was right after the, the Tour Championship, wasn't it? Or he, played, uh, he, played the, he always plays BMW Wentworth. Yeah, he played. Oh, and then he played the Dunhill Links. Yeah, he, he, he's been over there. He's been playing so. good. Um, obviously lives in, doesn't live in Sea Island. He lives in Ponte Vedra, but very comfy on Bermuda surfaces. So love to see that out of Billy Ho. Uh, 40 to one. What do you think? I mean, he, we know he's a closer. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, look, like you said, he, the guy can win golf tournaments. Um, yeah. he's almost, it, it feels like he wins like a one every year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind 40 to one Billy Ho. I see him at 45 actually on MGM. Yeah. I, I like it. You, you get a closer, you get a guy comfy on Bermuda. It's it's not a course you have to overpower. He's not going to overpower a course. I, I completely agree. I think there's, I mean, listen. If if you're looking in this range, 
Like, who do you trust more to close and win a tournament? Okay, Billy Ho or Alex Smalley? Billy Ho. Billy Ho or Akshay? Billy Ho. Billy Ho or Keith Mitchell? Billy Ho. Billy Ho. Don't don't do that to me, though. Don't make me pick a gator over a dog. Come on. True. Billy Ho or um, Denny McCarthy? (laughs) Definitely Billy Ho. Billy Ho or Stefan Yeager? Certainly Billy Ho. What about Billy Ho or Kuchar? Now you're. I mean, Kuchar. probably, probably Billy Ho, but I'm a fan of Kuchar this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm interested too. But like, how long has it been since Kuchar closed the door? I guess my point is, you know, predicting form or predicting. Cor- I mean, if people are going to ignore the form that he's been on across the 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 pond, as they say, um, I think that's trouble. I mean, he's and the and the Bermuda and the course fit is all right there. Um, I think Billy Ho's interesting. I don't know why he hasn't played here more. Is it just because he hasn't had to? Yeah, I mean, I don't. When's the last time he played here? I'm trying to look here. Uh, we've got uh, a. We played in, like in 2019 and missed a cut. Yeah, um, but he played in 2016, finished runner up. He played in a. He's. <laughs> He's really spread it out. He's played here in 2011, 2012, not again until 2016. But then, so four-year layover, and then finished runner-up. And then he didn't play again until 2019. I bet it's just scheduling. I talked to a, uh, a caddy friend of ours who's caddying for a veteran on tour who has never played here. And this dude's been on tour, like, well, 25 years, like forever. And he's never played here, and it's a perfect course fit for him. I'll tell you who it is in a little bit. That's called a tease. Yeah, that is a tease. I, I'm really interested to know who it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll get, we'll get there. Um, okay. But I, I'm with you. I like Billy. I like Billy here at, at both DFS and, um, and from a betting standpoint. So, yeah. so you like Cooch or two. 45 to 1 on FanDuel's best number I see for Cooch. He's at 8,900 on DraftKings. Obviously, almost got it done at the Worldwide Technology Open, but our boy EVR stole it from it, made everybody happy. I mean, I guess the thing about Cooch possibly winning is you don't. Like, I don't really root for Kuchar. So, if he's playing well and it's on a course, he could definitely do well. He's a Sea Island dude again. Like, maybe to have a little sprinkle of him might make it feel a little more palpable late on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I could see. I think if I'm betting, though, and you're looking at 40 to 1 Billy Ho, 40 to 1 Kuch, I'd probably go Billy Ho. But same. Um, I, I definitely like the form that we're seeing out of Kuch. And we, we, you tend to see this when you get some of these older guys that are, that are playing well, like Sink a few years ago in the fall, like he, he kind of got it going. Cooch seems to have it going right now. So, you know, I feel like maybe I'll play him more in DFS than betting on him, but I, but I do like Cooch this week. I think he's, um, I, I like the way, and this course isn't very long, you know, it's, it's kind of now, you know, the weather's bad and cold. You know how it is. These, these old folks, DB, our bones, our True. bones feel weird in the cold and, you know, we, we things hurt we didn't know hurt before, so you never know if that could be an issue. It's not going to be as cold this year, though. Yeah. Um, I was looking at Adam Svensson. Man, I, I forgot last year when he won. Um, I mean, he's an interesting example, right? Like, he's, he only played here one other time. He'd missed the cut before. So it wasn't like he had this awesome course history. And then leading up to his win, his previous finishes – uh, in the fall, uh, in, in order of most recent, he, he had finished 39th the week before in Houston, miscut 59th at the Zozo with 70 guys, 69th at the Shriners, 54th at Sanderson, 12th at the Fortinet. So, I mean, he wasn't like setting the world on fire, but now he did gain 
over nine strokes putting that week. But he also gained strokes in every other category. Like, he just did everything well. But that was Svensson's path to victory last year. What do you think about him this year? I mean, he's had a solid fall, been playing well, defending he was champ. One I was looking at. I think you can go back to Svensson this year. Like, um, I'd rather have him than Denny or Jaeger right now. I would too, for sure. Now, Jaeger finally doesn't have like this That's, stupid odds. That, that well, I'm not betting. Like, I would not bet Jaeger. I'm not betting. Jaeger. No, I wouldn't either. But DFS, but he's also now priced accordingly. Uh, yes. Some, somebody finally figured this out. Yeah. But I still would, yeah, I would certainly rather have Svensson than Jaeger. Um, Do you think Denny's going to get a lot of love in DFS? I don't know, man. I mean, it, it obviously I feels... missed my chance with Denny. When he did not win at Memorial, I yeah. missed, was it Memorial? I don't know. You know, I'm and not going to remember that. He was on the that. card at like 100 and something to one. The, the chance went, it went, it flew away yeah. like a butterfly. Like the butterfly that was tattooed on my face. You know, if we do some, yeah, if we do some sort of season end review, which we've never really done, but that damn, I, I was actually thinking about it the other day, that, that damn butterfly really changed the game. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you did that butterfly and, and you finished this. I mean, even if you don't hit anything this week, you're still going to finish up near what? A hundred units yeah. on the outright card. Pretty close. I mean, if, you include the fall. No, I mean, I think yeah, the, if you include the fall the if, on 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 twenty twenty three, the year. Yeah, it's that butterfly. I'm telling you, yeah. I don't even remember why did I decide to paint a butterfly on my. But, did but, you tell? Did we talk about it, or did I just surprise you with the butterfly? I can't even remember that part. No, I think you just did it, and you, and it was like you were you were the cocoon. It was the oh, trans, it was like a, it was yeah, the transformation. Yeah. It was you know what I mean. Um, but I mean that thing was unreal. Unreal. Uh, all right. So, any other? Like, I'm not interested in. I'll tell you, who I'm not interested in in here. I'm. St- I'm not going to go to Keith Mitchell because he's always higher owned than he should be. Because people love Keith Mitchell, and I get it. And he is a Sea Island guy, and he is playing a little bit better in the fall. But I just, I think I'm good. Uh, I think I'm out. I- I'm interested to see where JJ Spawn falls. This is a better course fit for him. He's played nicely uh, at a couple of events in the fall. We'll see how that goes. I like some guys in here, and again, kind of depending on ownership in terms of DFS, I'll be, uh, I'll be intrigued. But in terms of outright bets, you know, Billy Ho for sure, probably Svensson, depending on how the card shakes out, and then maybe a wait and see on Spawn. I might actually bet Spawn here and Kuchar. Um, Spawn is also... Spawn is 59th in the FedEx Cup standing, so like he, he's going to have like a top 20. You know, just to like solidify things and feel really good about making it in those signature events. Uh, I think that's that's something to follow there for him. Um, anything else in this range? No, a lot of agreement. I, I do think I'm going to avoid Alex Smalley. I don't. God, what is? See, see, I don't think he's avoidable enough if he's low owned. Like, there's certain players who I'm just going to avoid regardless of ownership, even if they're low. Like, I'm not going to play Mitchell. Um. I'm probably not going to play List either, even though I played him a ton this fall, and it's been fine. This is a lot. He's played a lot of golf. I mean, like, he, I can't believe yeah. he's played as much as he has since he won. And this isn't, like, the best course for him. He's had good years, but this isn't an amazing course for him. But there are certain players I'm just not going to play in DFS if they're low-owned, and then there's some players that if they're low-owned, I'm willing to play them, which is... We, didn't we walk a good bit with List last year, yeah. and he, was, he didn't... He was everywhere. He didn't look comfortable in the greens for some. Is what I remember. Well, yeah, he's never. He, he didn't. He hasn't looked comfortable in the greens. Well, since, that's true. That's true. Since before six weeks ago. Yeah. But he was also spraying it everywhere. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's playing, he's playing better right now for sure. I, I'll give you that. I just think if I'm picking my spots to play Luke, this is probably not one of them, even though he's had some top tens here in the last five years. Um, feels a little bit kind of, I don't know. feels like the floor is extra low for list. Like I think it, I think it RSM spawns floor is higher. I don't, and I don't, you know, some people may say, well, yeah, I think that way about spawn everywhere. I don't, I, I think, I think on a medium to longish run of the mill PGA tour course list floor is probably higher, but, um, yeah. and we certainly know the upside is, is higher, but anyway, uh, I think that's probably it for me here. Want to move on? Yeah. All right. Seven K range. Um, where do we start here? I guess, uh, I mean, the 7K range and the 6K range, there's so much, so much value here. So many good players in here. First of all, I think there's, I don't know that there's a, is, let me ask you this. Is there a single player in the 7K range that you would play at, let's say, 18 to 20% ownership in DFS if they got that, that high or higher? No, not in this range. I don't think so. Not that I can see. Um, I think the only one that, that tempts me, and I, I've been talking them up all fall. Oh, wait. I know where you're going. Who? And I could probably. I'm thinking you're going with Kyle and Taron. No. Okay. It's Vince Whaley. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's like this dude is back, and he is better than ever. Like surgically and the golf swing. Like he's. Mm-hmm. He is clicking on all cylinders right now. He's got the major medical thing, but he could he could actually lock it up with another good. He's he's at one sixty in the FedEx Cup. He probably needs to you know needs to keep getting points despite the medical exemption. He's seventy two hundred dollars, and as good as he's hitting his irons right now and putting, I I, I am very interested in continuing to ride the Vince Whaley train. Now, if he's at eighteen percent, that's probably a dumb play. We probably shouldn't do that. The, the cheap chalk probably shouldn't happen in DFS. But he would be the one that's like tempting. Other than him, I mean, there are so many good options in here. Just don't eat that chalk and just pivot in this range. And, and I, I don't know that anybody's going to get to that high because there are so many options here. It's just going to get spread thin. But th- this, is, this is a range with a lot of good players. Let's talk, you know, we could, we could go through a lot of names here. Let's talk DFS pivots. Like, let's get, let's get a few weird pivots going. And then uh, we can go. We can hit some outrights. Um, I'll tell you. I'll, I gave you the tease earlier, Pat. The player who has never played here in his long career fits this place to a T and is playing well right now. And he's at 128th in the FedEx Cup standings. Needs to move up three spots. I talked to his caddy today. Caddy said, "I think we're going to need a top 20." Is how we look at it based on how many points they're behind. They've got to have a top 20. But he's clicking and he's playing nicely right now. It's Ryan Moore coming off a top five finish. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, 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 playing, he's playing well. And, I, and he's at 7,100 bucks. Top five last week. T13 at the Shriners. You know, he's a Vegas guy, but T13 at the yeah. Shriners. Irons have been absolute money. And let me just say, I would actually bet him outright. He's 175 to one. And the only reason I say that like, how inspiring must it have been to watch Camilo Vajegas win a golf tournament? You know, and like, Ryan Moore, his peak was in Camilo's peak, right? And he's looking at that guy going, well, dang, if he can do it, like, I can probably do it too. He's hitting it well. He's playing nicely. He also wore the train conductor hat. Um, <laughs> it's the train conductor I, hat? Yeah, I, I think, I think Ryan Moore is, 
I think Ryan Moore is interesting. He's got to have a good week this week, and we know he's got a great caddy on the bag that started with him this fall, and I think that's made a little bit of a difference for Rymo. Okay. Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm not a big fan, but you make a good argument there, so I, I can I could see that. Um, I didn't realize he'd been on tour for that long. I mean, but, it's been a long time. Yeah. I don't know how long, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a good range. Like, if I'm looking at a pivot... Um, you know, I think Chris Kirk could end up being a pivot in here. Um, Speaking of butterfly boy. Yeah. I think he could be one. Um, I feel like I might've like, you know, Davis Thompson is right there next to him. I know I've been, yeah, he's going to be big on Davis Thompson. Mm -hmm. I think I might could pivot off of him to, to Chris Kirk. DT's a Uh, sea Island, sea Island boy too, by the way. And Kirk, Kirk is is too. If you got two sea Island guys, a lot of sea Island mafia members here. Yeah, I do think <laughs> Pendrith could have some ownership in here. A hundred percent. The guy has been playing really well. Um, but you're not giving yeah, me the gonna... weirdos. I know. Sorry, I was. Just Give me some weirdos up. with upside. Can I? I'll give you another old guy. What about Martin Laird? I mean, short course, windy. He sure. does. He does well there. Um, I don't know. I mean, he finished runner up at the 3M. Did you remember that? I don't remember that. He's never really played well here. I don't know. He's he's a little inter- intriguing. Um, well, I would say I'm trying to think of. There's no weirdos up at the top, really, of this range. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hadley's playing well. Yeah, Hadley could be one. Hadley's interesting. He's hitting irons really well. How about Mister Sixty Nine Adam Long? Sixty Nine fairways in a row. <laughs> Dude, he's a gangster, huh? And he loves this place. And Adam Long is 138th in the FedEx Cup standings. Needs needs to have I a big Adam week. Could, this could be. What is his odds? I, mean, uh, I like him. He is 100 to one on Fanduel. I think yeah. that's an interesting bet. Uh, let's let's. We gotta go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how, how if how wide would the fairways have to be, DB, <sighs> for you to hit 69 fairways in a row? I mean, dude, I, I don't, I don't think I, I know. I couldn't do it. Unless the fairways were, I mean, because if you give me six, if I got to hit 69 fairways, I am going to hit w- without a doubt. I'm going to have a spaz swing where I either like, I actually think the hook I could, the hook I could keep in play, but like the big I mean, set up in the middle of a drive, a champion's retreat, you set up in the middle of the driving range with your driver. And the whole driving range is your fairway. There's no. I bet you, could, I bet you could hit 69 straight. Absolutely not. What are you talking about? I've, I do that. <laughs> I, I've done. I, I do that. Like there's no way. I'm going to have a push, a a block open face slice that lands in in you know the driving range arrangement champions that lands on 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 one creek fairway that goes <laughs> over the range trees. Into the, I, I don't know. I, I think it would have to be. Honestly, it might have to be a hundred yards wide. I was going to say a football field and, wide, and maybe and, longer. And what I, I would know. probably do is I would probably set up to the left. I would probably set up to the left center of the of the driving range. And I know that sounds kind of weird because everybody says like you can you can talk to a cut, but a hook won't listen or something. Whatever it is. Well, my, my, my hooks tend to get on the ground quicker, so I think it would stop quicker. So I would favor the left center 
of the range so that I could protect against the massive push slice foul ball. But I, I don't know that I could do it even on 100 yards. It'd be a fun test. It would be. Now, I think I could do it on the champion's retreat driving range. I think I could hit 69 straight. Yeah, because you, you have a one-way miss. I yeah, do not. I yeah. you, you could set and up on the far left side and be fine. How many fairways, like in actual, like on a, in, a, in a round, like how many, what do you think your record is of fairways <laughs> hit? See, I think mine is probably double digits. Oh, no, mine's, what? I, I think it's, it's probably. In a row? I think I've played a round where I've hit all the fairways. In a row, though? You're asking me in a row? Yeah, in a row, you. I mean, maybe, maybe seven, eight, maybe. Okay, well, that's a little higher than I thought. No, yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had days like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I've had days like that. Um, we should do a video where I try to hit 69 fairways in a row. I'll, I'll figure that out. Maybe I'll do that in the offseason when, I, when I, you know, everybody thinks I have nothing to do. Um, Ben Coles, Ben Coles five, Ben Coles. What is he? He had a hell of a run. Like the most, like it, he has he ever had a full status on the PGA Tour? Uh, I feel yes, like he, yes, okay. I think so. Um, he's been out there forever, or he's been on. He's, he's been back and forth. Theory. Yeah, he had a heck of a run at the end of the Corn Ferry Tour season. Had a couple top fives. I think he finished sixth in the Tour Championship of the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't think he's a Sea Island guy. I know he's from Texas, but I don't think he lives in Sea Island. But he. He looks like he lives in Sea Island. You know, he looks like a Sea Island Mafia guy, which I think should, counts for something. Yeah. Um, I think people should know that Ben Griffin has the course record out here. You know, as good as that kid's been playing, he plays well on Bermuda. You need to know that, that Ben Griffin is the one that shot like a 58 out here two summers ago or three summers ago. Like that kid can go stupid low out here at, at Sea Island. He's very comfortable here. Yeah. I, I will say um, I do like... You know, I, I do like Pendrith at 60 to yeah. 1. And I do, you know, I think Colin Tarrant, I mean, maybe that's not a weird enough name here if we're going, but I, I still think, you know, you've talked about him a good bit this fall, finished second here last year. Yeah. Um, you know, he checks a lot of boxes for this for this golf course that, that I do like. Um, you know, and he's been playing pretty well. He had, you know, missed a cut at, at the Worldwide Technology, but before that, you know, had a really good stretch of golf. So I think Callum Tarrant's certainly in play. Maybe you don't go outright at 100 to one, but at 7,300 on DFS, I think uh, I think that's the play. Hmm. We gotta find we gotta find some disagreement in here, Pat. Who do you hate in this range? Like, who do you just definitely not like in this range? I do not like Thomas Dietrich. I will yeah, not play. I don't. I'm not going to play Thomas Dietrich. Um, it doesn't set up great for him. I don't like. Um, who do I not like? Um, How about Shink? Certainly Sorry, this is not a don't like, but like Shink at 7,400 also felt alarmingly low. Even though I know he hasn't done a whole lot this fall, yeah. as, good as, as good as he had in terms of his season, 7,400 feels like a really good value for Shink. If people ignore him in DFS a little bit, and I don't know that he will, but that, that could be, he's got a lot of upside. He could trunk slam, but he's got a lot of upside to me. Keep, keep an eye out. Yeah. I don't like Doug Gim. Doug is, you know, he's Doug is Doug, baby. Doug is Doug. Yeah. He, he, I've been saying it all fall, and he's, you know, boned me more than more than a few times. Um, but I mean, look at his fall. It's like miscut or top twenty. 
And, and it's all so freaking putter dependent. He is so bad with the damn putter. But his ball striking is so good. Uh, let's see. Bermuda, of course, is his worst surface, so that's awesome. Um, but let's see. He's played here three times. He's never missed a cut. He's finished 65th, 18th, and 40th. He hasn't gained any strokes putting in all three of those years. Probably lost strokes putting at Bermuda last week, I would imagine, with his missed cut. Um, where's some other recent Bermuda? I mean, Wyndham, he lost over nine strokes putting at the Wyndham. Nine. Hmm. He cannot putt Bermuda. But, I, but the, the, the irons are so good. And, and God, you're just like, can you just hit it close, Dougie? Just hit it close, man. Yeah. I'll tell you who I do like that I think you probably don't like is Sam Ryder. No, I kind of li- like Ryder. He is terrible here. He has not made a cut like the last five times he's played. But he feels like he's, pl- is, he's probably playing better than he ever has coming into here. He's I also see. 60th in the FedEx Cup standings. He is the signature event 51 to 60 bubble boy. He's got to have a good week. Yeah. We got to find Six we, straight. No, five straight missed cuts, at least going back as far as I, I'm are you. Are you in on your boy Naismith this week? You've been liking Naismith a lot. Um, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Naismith this week. I kind of like Naismith. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of back to thinking Peter Kest is maybe a play. What? 7,000. I told you MJ Duffy was going to be a bad exper- experiment. That was so week. terrible. Kinda Why are you on? What puts you on Kest? I love Kest, but not this week. I, I'm not saying that I, I, I just think that the, he's finally got some decent enough value. I'm not having to see him at 50 to one. I'm seeing him at 110 to one and I'm seeing him at 7,000. I think that makes a little more sense now. I would rather have Matt Naismith at the same price on DFS and 125 to one in the outright market with way better experience here and better lead in form. Yeah, I I think I could go cast over Naismith. Are we going to do a cast Naismith bet? I can't even believe this is like opposite. Yeah, what is happening right now? What is going on? Like, I have been harping on Naismith for a while. I don't know if I should give you Naismith. I might give you somebody else. I cannot, I cannot believe you're that, I cannot believe you're that committed to Peter K. You haven't liked him at all. In fact, how about this? You can get MJ Duffy. No, no, no. A couple of weeks ago, you were like bashing. You were like, no, I no, don't. no, I was not. I didn't like the odds being at like 40 and 50. No, you, you got personal with Peter Kess. You were like, I, I don't even know why people like Peter, Peter Kess. Like, what? You're like, what the hell has he done? You got all high-pitched and stuff. You were like all high-pitching, and you were like, There's I mean, no what way. has he done for a golf? And like, what has he done? He had one good finish, and you went off on him. Well, I, I do kind of like him this week. I'll take Troy Merritt. No, I won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. Let's do that. I'll take Martin Laird. You take Mart. Okay, you take Martin Laird. Man, he's got some. He's been pretty decent. This. I know. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to do Naismith because I do like him. That's like I, I would say. Yeah, I'll take Kessler. Or, or I'll take Ryan Moore. No, I'm not doing. That. I'm not doing. That. You'll you'll take Kess and I'll take uh, Laird. You can have Laird. I'll take Kess. And we're taking the bet is. Um, we're going to the betting wheel. We got to go to the betting wheel. And the bet is uh, best finish, tiebreaker is DFS points. Yeah, that's what we usually do. We've got some fresh punishments on the betting wheel here. Fresh punishments. I'm not going to read all of them, but, um, you know, it's the last, last event of the year, really, and we just thought let's, let's spin the wheel, so let's force this. Peter Kest, 
versus Martin Laird. Spinning the wheel. Here we go. Okay, so some of these punishments, some of these punishments we, uh, I was thinking about, since we're not going to have a show back-to-back on this, we do them on yeah. the course and just put them up on social media. I really don't need to lose this one because I will be... What does that say? I can't even read that. It's bogey baby food. So we're going to play the next round of golf we play. Okay. Every time we make a bogey, we take a scoop of baby food, spoon it into our mouths. Every time we make a bogey or worse. Oh, goodness. And we video right. those. So... Like Gerber, Gerbil, pick, Gerber yeah. level one. Do you, oh, level one. Do you get to pick which... The listeners, the listeners and viewers pick. So if you're watching on YouTube, put, put in the comments the flavors that we need to make sure we have in there. Put the flavors in there. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we got producer Tony back tonight. Shout out, producer Tony yeah. back, back in action with us. Um, love that. He says, he says we need to, uh, the other person should, should have to spoon feed the other one. We should do the airplane on the golf course. No, I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do that. Come on, you're not. You don't want to do the wedding. You guys can interlock hands <laughs> and then eat each other's mouth. No, we're also not going to be together. We won't be playing golf together next time. Or we won't be playing golf together till like when? Maybe February. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a while. All right, so bogey baby food it is. Thanks, thanks, producer Tony for getting that going. Um, all right. Oh dear, I, like my gag reflex is really not not good on baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I'm gonna have a problem. Like if it's fruit, then it, it would be probably pretty easy. But if yeah. it was if it was veggies, well, I'm already just kind of thinking about it. Mm. Get some green peas. Okay, let me write this down before I forget. Squash. Oh. I like how you said level one because they add some other. Oh, the chunks! I can't, and plus I can't do anything chunky. <laughs> Oh god! Like chunky. Well, they're not gonna have chunky in level one. I know that's why I said level one. Yeah, yeah. All right, six K range. Obviously, there's a ton of options in here. Let's just talk through. Let's do a draft real quick. Then we'll get to our top twenties and button this final show up. Before we do, don't forget to get in our listener leagues. Every single week, we've got two listener leagues. Uh, one for golf. Actually, this is the last one for golf of 2023. We also got the NFL. Uh, so one, le- one link in the description, click on that. It'll take you to both contests. we got the NFL tiers every single week, PGA tiers this week, uh, $5 per entry per contest, two max entries per contest, good flat payout structure. Hop in, click the splash link in the description, join us over on Splash and uh, participate in the Listener League. It's a lot of fun this fall, especially the NFL stuff. We'll keep that rolling all the way through December. All right, 6K draft, Pat. There's a lot of value here, a ton of value here. And let's, let's, let's not go super – well, we can go, we can go kind of chalk. I mean, there'll be some chalky guys in here. Uh, I'll let you go first. Knock it out. All right, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to start with Grayson Murray at 6,800. Grayson and, Murray? Yes. Dude, playing, by the way, have you seen his hey, girl? My, my, man, my man doing well. I have not seen that. I have seen that he's been playing well. He has been playing well. On, yeah. on the Corn Ferry Tour, he, he won recently. I think it was up in Knoxville at the tournament there. Um, old Kip Henley is on the bag. Kip's been around the tour for a long, long time. Has a lot of experience on this golf course, too. So I, I think Grayson could show up. It feels like a good fit for him, too. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I, I like Grayson here. You know what? He's 175 to 1 also. It's an outright. Probably wouldn't do that, but he does. He 
he's tasted the winner circle yeah. recently. Yeah, he has. And he's come close on the PJ Tour, I think, in some in some lower class events, but he's come close. Yeah. Speaking of lower, I mean, we got to go back to Justin Lauer. Like, he's he's played here okay before. Um and he's playing well right now in the fall. He is, uh, he's 300 to one on points bet to win. And I actually don't hate it. Like I actually think Lauer could close the door. He's got to put four together. He has a problem putting four together, but his irons are clicking. We need the, we need the putter to get a little hot and, and Lauer could do something, but I like the value on Justin at 6,900. Yep. I'm with you there. Um, I'll go back up to 6,900 also in Patton Kazire. The yep. guy that is a, another Seattle mafia guy has a great, um, history here you know three well two top 15s in the last five years with t35 last year and then also has been in pretty good recent form so i like desire there at 6900 130th on the fedex cup standings too so he's got to do something to get full status back next year uh austin cook has been kind of doing something lately it's kind of weird but he's finished 10th and 13th the last two weeks and this is a guy who's won this event um so I think Austin Cook is interesting at at that number. I mean, the iron he's not really getting it done ball striking, but the short game is really solid. The putter's hot. Irons aren't at least terrible. Um, he's going to be in the fairway. We know that. So I think Cook is interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm with you there. Uh, this one's now it's getting a little more difficult. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll go with a hot hand at 6,800. Uh, you know, I'd like to go Smotherman. But I think I'm going to go Kramer Hickok. I like right Hickok. 6,800. Yep. 134 in the FedEx Cup standings. Kramer Hickok. I like that one. Um, hmm, which way do I want to go here? I, I mean, another former winner who never is very exciting, but he's got two top 20s in his last three starts. Tyler Duncan at 67. I mean, just kind of doing everything average. That's what he does. But when he pops, he pops. Um, so I think Duncan at 67 would be my last pick. All right. He's also 250 to one on points bet, which I mean, he's a tour winner. He could do it. Let's talk about some top 20s. Last week, gave you Fred Biondi. Again, Biondi's 10 to one. And I mean, for a guy who goes to school at University of Florida, a guy who just played great at Bermuda, I still don't hate it. I mean, the field is way stronger here. So it's probably not as good a bet. Um, but 10 to one is just, it feels nice. It, it feels interesting in terms of some, uh, some long shots that I think we have to have. I, I'm, I'm pulling for Ryan Moore at plus 450. Our boy Gog's on the bag. I already talked about Ryan Moore. He needs at least a top 20 there. That's what their target is right now. So plus 450, as good as he's playing, I, I'm going to go Ryan Moore. And then, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Vince Whaley at four to one as well. Um, I've already talked about Vince. I, I love that in terms of locks. There's Eric Cole at plus 150. All these numbers are on FanDuel. Those are the best numbers. But, I mean, Cole at at plus 150 feels fantastic to get plus money on that. And then I I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go Davis Thompson, plus 240. Okay. Sea Island boy. All right. Um, Longer shots. I'll go back to my boy Lanto Griffin at – Plus four fifty. I also like Kazire plus five fifty. Yeah, um, I think that's a that's a really good number for. We him. know he's boomer bust. So yeah, he is. Those are probably two of my favorites. Um, plus one fifty for Alex Noren. I'll go with that. I think he continues to play play well. Um, and you know what? I'll I'll go to Finson there at plus one eighty five. Adam Finson, former winner last year here. Um, could I could I interest you in you know maybe uh. You know, mayor of Sea Island and uh, overall stud Davis Love the Third at ninety to one to top twenty. 
What about a top 40, maybe? Okay, let's look at a top 40. Let's see, what you, let's see if we can get a top 40 number on DL3. 18 to 1. Oh, yeah. We got to do it. Actually, that feels like a terrible number. <laughs> it does. Actually. 18 to 1 feels terrible. We had Fred Biondi top 20, DL3 top 40, 18 to 1. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, DL3. All right. We got a wheel bet. We got a visit from uh, Mayor Sea Island DL3. Going to see you tomorrow, Sea Island. Be sure to watch the, the gram, the Instagram, and uh, be in the Discord. We'll have a bunch of content coming at you this week before they tee it up on Thursday. It's been a great year. We'll probably do a Hero World Challenge betting show. Probably going to drop in maybe another one or two fun shows here before 2023 comes to an end, and then we are off and running with a brand-new PGA Tour season starting in January, first week of January. Um, it's been a great year. It's been a fun year. Looking forward to next year. It's going to be even better. I'm turning 40 in about a month. I'm not looking forward to that, but Look here we are. You. Growing up. Yeah, turning 40. Um, started the show, what, when I was 32? Is that right? Was that 30? Wow, 20, really? 20, I, I was just about to turn 33 when we started the show. So I was like 38? Yeah. I'm around in there. I was, I was beneath 40. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Man, what if Tiger shows up at the Hero and plays? Yeah, it could. It could, huh? Um, all right, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay tuned. More content coming at you in the Discord this week. Emails going out. Blog articles up on tourjunkies.com. It's going to be a good week. RSM Classic. Love it. Catch me in Sea Island, baby. I've already had the, the um, southbound barbecue spot. No, Seoul. What is it? So- Southern Seoul? Southbound's in Augusta. Yeah. The Southern Soul? I don't know. You posted about it on Instagram. God, it was so good. It's like the barbecue spot in, uh, in Sea Island. You know what yeah, I'm it's, talking it's, it's, uh, Southern Soul. Yeah, Southern Soul. God, it's great so point. God, it's so good. Uh, anyway, all right. Have a great week. Merry Screens Be Green. Been over your bookies. See ya.